Yo, yo, yo. We have the count out with, with the dude, Sean. Yo, can y'all hear me? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Dracula's from the south? Yes. <laughs> country Dracula. <laughs> country boy Dracula. And shouldn't he have a grill then on those? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let oh. me take this dumb thing off so y'all can hear me. Yeah. So this is 12V Talk. This is episode, um, the one where Sean's on. I totally forgot the number. I know Derek has it in mind. But yeah, we're going to talk about the coffin bill. What's up, Sean? Hey, what's up, guys? Yo. I can't take this seriously anymore. d <laughs> up in the hizzy. Who, who's ever seen a bald well, forehead Dracula? Yeah, man. I mean. Extra but, forehead bald dude Dracula. I, I actually dressed up too. So I have two costumes. One is my favorite kicker host. And then underneath this, I have something special. He's unbuttoning y'all. Close your eyes. Uh-oh. Those who are listening, uh, close your eyes. Avert your eyes. I had to do this in honor. <laughs> I had to, uh, had to bust out the V-neck. V-neck. Much appreciated. Although, this one's a little bit too big. You know, I, I should have had a smaller one. But hey, need I, that I extra medium. Can, can you can you even imagine people that have never seen or heard our show before that tune in and be like, "What are these fools doing?" Like, listen, listen, we. Oh, uh, oh fantastic! <laughs> wow, SD Designs right up in the house here in the beginning. Hope all is well. Good to see you, Sean. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Yeah, so um, it's what I like to call Halloween week. You know, Halloween's on a Sunday this week, and um, we had our big um, release of the. I tried to think of the name for the longest time. What what we're gonna call this project? And I know what a tomb is. It's not really a tomb, but the tomb of Boom just just kind of resonated with me. So that's what I went with. And um, you know, it's really hard in a 14 minute video to capture the uh, the full process. Even though Sean and I did an interview, and I posted that as well, so you can go back and watch the full interview to get more details, um, we decided to have Sean on this week because there were some things that came up in the comment section also, and I figured you guys who like to join every week may have some questions too. So we'll just um, we'll just jump right into it, I mean, because we've got, you know, time will fly by here when we're, we're doing this, so I'm just going to go, like, share the screen here. And I'm going to start way back, like, at the very beginning. So this is literally Sean making the cuts of the uh, birch. Yeah, Sean, did, was, was there ever a moment where you're like, I don't really want to do this? <laughs> like, you mean like day one? Right, right. No. He's I'm like, what, what did I agree to do? <laughs> right. <laughs> no. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, um, no, not necessarily. I um, you know, I think whenever you get to the very end of any big project, you want to finish it. That's that's probably some of the hardest time of any. Right. Yeah. That fun, that home stretch. It definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely. I and I misstated. I think in the video the duration because I said two like two months or something, but I we started this like back in July I think, so it was definitely more than two months. Yeah, I think just I think uh, by the time I actually got. St- actually got started um 
was it was two, two months. about yeah, two months two months of work fabrication yeah so and, and if you guys didn't catch it in the uh in the interview so we had an idea of kind of the the design of how it was going to look based on the dracula coffin based on the uh, rocking coffin from 1991 but as far as height went and width and all that stuff you know we just we didn't really know um how big to make it so sean just kind of decided hey i'll make it kind of fit me yeah precisely <laughs> he said because this project is going to kill me that's right <laughs> but there, there you can you see yeah, there you go him yeah. standing up there by the by the coffin so he's got it about matched his height but Sean, did you have the um, the CNC before this, or did you use this as an excuse to buy the CNC? I uh, no, I I did. I got it. I picked it up last year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What CNC is that? Which one? Do you have? That is the Shapeoko XXL. Is that the belt driven or the one? The belt yeah, driven. Belt, belt driven. Yeah. Have you ever had any, Have you had any issues with it being off from the belts being loose or anything? Uh, I haven't, but it's also a still a relatively new machine so right I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't get too far out of tolerance uh, i, I so, want to so order so one. Good. that's why i ask because because the cam driven ones are very nice but they're expensive they're almost yeah, I'm sure. double the price yeah exactly look at derek's face he's like what are they talking about no I, i'm reading <laughs> i'm reading the i'm reading the comments just having fun so uh yeah david thank you appreciate that um yeah. let's see did you have any issues cutting the plywood with the router? Uh, no, no, no issues. That's so, a good thing about it. You know, with, with the CNCs, you can you do a bunch of depth cuts. Right. Yeah, so this this shows. I thought th there were some video clips in here, too. I'm not sure why when I put them in here, it, it doesn't do them in order for some reason, even though I, I listed them in order because some of the older ones are – Let's see, because you had you had a really cool one, a really cool video. Sorry, somebody's using the ice machine um, of the CNC cutting There's someone out. Someone behind you can turn around. Yeah, I better watch him. Michael Myers in the house. Should I say hi to Scott? Scott Halloween. <laughs> perfect. There you go. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, Scott is up in the hizzy. Um, I don't see. Anyway, you had he he gave some video showing the um cutting out the speaker rings and the and the tweeters and stuff like that using but yeah i'll just kind of i'll just kind of go through them slowly as you guys are looking for questions and if if there's anything that pops out i guess um because this how, looks how like much it's, did it weigh did you very good question um don't know for sure i i would guess somewhere around 250 250. Wow, yeah it, it's wow, it's pretty yeah. freaking heavy i can tell you because <laughs> i've i've got one of those um smaller hand trucks that I, right. I've been using to move it around and it's not hard to move it with that. In fact, it works pretty well with even with those handles on the side, but I'm, I'm still trying to decide about Halloween, you know, what I'm going to do because I really want to kind of play it and, and have people see it. But I'm like, I want to put it on my front porch, but I don't know how I'm going to get it up there without some help because it's heavy. I, I can't lift it up by myself. Yeah. You're going to have to put, put all three of them girls to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I saw the other question about the spectrum analyzer. Somebody asked also, you know, was it RCAN? I think uh, Sean, remind me, didn't it have a um, an eighth inch, and you had to use a RCA to eighth inch splitter? Yes. Yeah, and it, but and, and um, I guess go ahead. Uh, sorry, it's it, it's it's definitely a like a DIY kind of piece. It's, it's not there's no fit finish to it. So you know, you have a separate control board. It even has 
you know, spots on the board where you could just solve it directly to it if you're savvy with like all kinds of different. It, you, know, it, you make some cool looking uh, plexi smoked panels over the front of it to kind of blend it. Yeah, there you can see that. I was trying to find the one before it that show, showed all the little dots that Sean was talking about. Um, right there you go. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And if you look at the, there, there's a zoom in. If you yeah. look at uh, the link in my video description of the video, it'll sh take you to eBay and it'll 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 show you what it looks like. But I didn't realize, Sean, there were 50 different modes. Did you realize there were 50 yeah, different yeah. modes? Was, is what it said. <laughs> yeah, I never counted them, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's funny, and and in the video I show it on the back. Um, so when he cut out, I hate to not have all this stuff lined up. When you cut out the Rockford Fosgate logo in the back, he left a spot where you can push your finger through to uh, cycle through the uh, the different settings. And the first time he showed me, it's like he clicked and clicked and clicked. And I was like, man, how many different <laughs> settings are there? There's a ton of them, but um, see it through. See it there. Yeah, you see yeah. it through yeah. right the there. There's a little there. button right <laughs> through there. Yeah. Um, for me, I had to stick my pinky in there. And that uh, Liquid Dragon, thank you for that question because that one came up probably more than any other question. And that was big dummy, my fault for not even talking about that. It's obviously uh, everything is based on 12 volts. So um, Sean had the leads coming off of the bottom um, hooked up to an Anderson connector. And then off the Anderson connector, it's just positive and negative. So it can go to a 12-volt battery, 12-volt power supply. Um, the neat thing about it is the power supply that I use is one that I bought several years ago. It's the RD power one. And I think the guy that makes them either passed away or just no longer makes them anymore, unfortunately. But what's cool is it, it gives you the amperage on the front of that unit as it's playing. And Sean told me it only pulls like, 12 to 15 amps at max volume. And that's true because that's all that I see on the power supply as far as how much current it's pulling when it's cranked all the way up. So you wouldn't need a really big power supply to power this thing. And if you just use like a deep cycle battery, it probably lasts a pretty good while before it, it would drain down. Oh yeah, like like a 100 amp hour AGM, you could probably go quite a while with, with that. Yep. Sure. I do yeah, like so the, the way the speaker, like this speaker plates are brand new and they're just like rainbow colored yeah so uh the decision of the the speakers you know we sean and i went back and forth several times about that because he thought rightly so that we probably should have gone rockford for everything because that was really the theme was the rock the rockford fosgate with the dracula, dracula. logo yeah. and stuff like that um and, I, you know, I was back and forth about it. I didn't have many of the Rockford Fosgate mids and highs because I had other brands. But um, I don't know. I just kind of decided based on the original one that they did, they didn't really match everything. So I didn't think it was that important to match the mids and highs. But the Boston Acoustics were, they were always my dream speakers back in the day. And I did have them because I saved up for like two years to buy them. But um, I had some new ones brand new mids uh the tweeters i got we got out of the brand new 4.4 set and those who are really really eagle eye may notice this but i haven't didn't have anybody comment but the crossovers are actually 4.4s and the reason we did that is because these were brand new the set of 4.4 boston acoustic speakers that i had were brand new in the box they'd never been taken out 
So we use the tweeters from there, and then we use the crossovers. Now, I had the crossovers from the 5.4s, but they had been put in my doors in an older car. And you guys probably know where it goes from there, right? All the terminals were rusted. Um, mm-hmm. It was really difficult to make those look good. And I just didn't want to, we didn't want to devote the time to try to restore the 5.4 um, passive um crossovers but you know like sean said these have got the same crossover point for the tweeter anyway and you don't need the high pass because the amp does that right the amp's got the 100 hertz uh low pass and 100 hertz high pass so there's no concerns about that but i am surprised that nobody caught that (laughs) or at least they didn't say anything if they did now what's good what what about this subwoofer can we talk about this sub yeah so (laughs) Like, this is another thing we went back and forth on. And, Sean, I don't mean to talk so much about all this. So if okay. you have anything to say, you just bring it up. But I had a brand-new Rockford Fosgate Pro Series uh, about from 1990, maybe 1991. Was it the SPP-124, the one with the big magnet? But it was not chrome-plated. It was not gold when we first started this, the original idea was to do gold. Like I wanted a gold amp shroud. I wanted gold on the back of the amps because the speakers already had, you know, they kind of look gold anyway on the back. So that was the original idea was to do that. And um, (laughs) it turned into one of those things where I just didn't know how long it was going to take to to do all that. And also the back of a, uh, you know, of a stamp steel basket like those old Rockford Pro Series were, I wasn't sure they were going to look as good as what, you know, Sean kind of brought up. And so, I'll Sean, as I'm bringing up the pictures of the subwoofer, you can talk about what, what that sub is that we used. Yeah. <clears throat> so we initially thought, <clears throat> excuse me, we initially thought that maybe um, – we were going to do a pa- the old power series motor that's all chrome on the back but uh after some thought um, we decided to do an hx2 motor, um, for a couple reasons it, one of the biggest reasons if anything should ever happen down the road that that sub could be serviced you know that could be rebuilt but we can get voice call um when with the, that chrome motor um it's a very it's a proprietary blanket or there you go that's perfect right there you, you can't get a replacement for it. Um, I could have built this one, this one here, but uh, we, we wouldn't be able to really service it. At least um, in addition to that, uh, the inside of the pole piece here tends to, to rust over time. It would be best to stay away from that motor. Yeah, I mean, I think like new, this one looked the dopest because Sean sent me the picture. Yeah. He's like, do you yeah. want to use this one or do you want to use the HX2? And I'm like, God, dude, I like both. I said, I'm going to leave it up to you. You decide. <laughs> and then Sean already had the custom labels uh, made up for the HX2 motor. So he's like, I think we'll go that route. And then again, with what he just described, once he once he mentioned that, I was like, yeah. You know, again, the reason I went with the Boston five and a quarters is because I had an extra set. Um, so if anything ever happened with those, I could easily swap them out. Same thing with this, like Sean just said, if if for some reason that we blew the subwoofer or somebody punched it in, whatever, uh, we would have a way to, you know, to, to replace it. 
And uh, it's kind of funny that you're thinking about that when you use old school gear, right? Because most <laughs> of the time this stuff is kind of like a one-shot deal. Yeah, right. A lot of people are saying, why would you do that when you've got so much power with Class D stuff these days? Why wouldn't you go Class D? And again, the whole theme that I wanted it to, to kind of be was the Dracula, you know, the Rockford Fosgate, the old logo type thing that was used way back with uh, with the real sharp edges. And um, that was kind of the theme I wanted to go with. So the Power 300 is a nice amp. It, it's plenty powerful for this project, but I can tell you that sub will take a lot more power than that, uh, that amp will put out on those two channels. So... The amp is a four channel and we have it bridged. And I think you, you did the sub at four ohms, uh, yeah. single voice call, right, Sean? Uh, yes, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So we have it bridged and it's probably realistic power, maybe 300 Watts on the sub and, you know, maybe 75, 80 Watts per channel for the mids and highs. Yeah. So, the, the coffins of rocking don't come a knocking. because <laughs> I mean, if you, if you put too much power on that dude, uh, you well, have to put some extra bracing and everything, and you might have some kind of other weird noises. And yeah, yeah, I mean, right now, if I like the the track that Basitronics made me, which big shout out, of course, to Sean and Scott Hall for the drawing and Basitronics for. I mean, he literally stayed up to like two o'clock in the morning that one night. I was asking somebody for a song, so he hooked me up. But he, um, and for those who don't know, Basitronics is the one that did "Bass I Love You," which has been played. 10 million like, times on YouTube. Track it, it probably is like literally yeah. one of the most popular bass tracks with, for showing woofers flex. But anyway, um, you know, when he did that track and I played it back on this system with it cranked up and the door closed. Yeah. It, you could, de- you could definitely <laughs> take, tell the whole thing was actually shaking some. So it's, um, if it had more power and it had everything like that, it would definitely be difficult to keep it from, just trying to shake on the floor, right? Just trying to move because right. you have to remember the base of it is not massive because of the design. So, um, yeah, I'm just clicking through here and this is, uh, so here I want to show this cause this is funny to me. And we, we talked about this in the interview, but I'm like, Sean, dude, did you need to <laughs> use such big wires for the tweeters? It's like what? 14 gauge or something. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so it's uh so and then he reminded me he's like dude you wanted me to you know show the wiring off he's like i didn't want to have a 18 gauge and a 14 gauge so um yeah Yeah, i don't have any i won't have i won't have much loss going across the uh the tweeter lines yeah well you know you you just buy the one roll and it's like i'm gonna make this work that's right (laughs) yeah so the other thing here too that that you can probably see pretty well is the way it's raised up around where the Mm -hmm. mids are and oops i didn't really talk about that again in the video oh yeah and flexstone did not even bring that up but see (laughs) when i originally showed the pictures it was like i showed it kind of as a tomb when i showed the lower part that showed the logos and stuff right so it was kind of like a tombstone inside of a coffin that's what made it extra cool but again talk about a little bit about the raised up sean why did you is that just like an extra fabrication type thing that you decided to do yeah yeah it's just it's kind of all of us fabricators kind of have our own style i guess you'd say and this is just something that i and it's just like second nature to me is if i'm gonna do a ring i'll i'll raise i'll usually do a, a raise up to the ring that allows you to 
you know, I certainly could have flushed everything and it, it still would have looked good, but this is just kind of my thing. The mids there and the subwoofer as well as the, um, the spectrum analog. Yeah. And acoustical arts is something about the two T three thousand twos. Those oh, amps are huge. It would be hard to fit those two in here. Yeah. Um, but I did just as a side note, and I don't know that Sean and I talked about this, but I've thought about this before about kind of being a poser and putting a, uh, sorry about my peas are exploding here, but putting a Rockford Fosgate punch 300 shroud with yeah. some of the smaller class D amps under it. You know, I thought about that way you could kind of still show off the old school, but then have the new technology under it. We didn't go that route, but you know, I don't think that would have been a bad thing. I think it would have been pretty cool to go that way too. So we didn't yeah. show the sub here either. The front uh, of the sub on this build though, I think like just having the old school stuff makes it then having just the shroud and the amp, something about it. Yeah, it's it's def it definitely makes it unique. And here's here's the thing that really surprised me too about how this this turned out. Like you saw the speakers a few minutes ago, the mids, they're black, right? But when you see them lit up, it almost looks like they're clear, right? It looks yeah. like the the red LEDs make the speaker clear so you can see the way through it. Even though you're not seeing through it, it's like an optical illusion. But it um it turned out really well and it looks it looks super cool especially when the when the spectrum analyzer it's like it's super cool <laughs> yeah yeah the spectrum analyzer sets the whole project off uh it's like just a centerpiece and of course like Derek's not going to pay anybody to do anything if it doesn't have some kind of spectrum you meters or spectrum analyzer <laughs> that's yeah. right we got we got to work it in we had, we had a hard time trying to find something that was going to work too like yeah like, well, maybe this will work, maybe that'll work. And um, I think I just randomly, randomly happened to find that one on eBay one day, and I yeah. sent you the messages like, well, what do you think of this thing? The, and, the um, only one that maybe would have been cool was the Diamore. Diamore, yeah, I thought about that one, too. But this custom, it's like, and it, yeah. yeah, it's like. I don't know how well it would have flowed, though. It's almost too modern for this. I think you so, know? probably. You know, yeah, maybe initially, if you did, if you did use the oh, T300. If you did use the T three hundreds, then yeah, yeah, some, some, right. yeah. If you use some newer equipment, yeah, for sure, like the the twenty five to light power one thousand, that might have right. been good. Oh yeah, but, with, uh, the, with the meters, yeah. But in the beginning, uh, Derek uh, gave me, or I don't know, I can't remember if you gave me, or we just talked about using the Alpine head unit. Mm -hmm. We talked about it. Yep. Yeah, and in the back of my head, I was like, ah, look good. <laughs> so. When you came up with the 8250, I was like, oh, that's perfect. That's that's perfect. That's going to flow with every old school Rockford Green. I'm glad you had that that head unit in, uh, in your arsenal. Yeah, the yeah. That, that, that trim ring is, uh, it's hard to tell from that's, this picture, but that's a very precise cut piece right there. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and the other thing too, which I'm surprised nobody brought up, is the fact that the Denford head unit has got like five volt outputs and we're going into a PA one that has like one volt outputs. <laughs> yeah. It'll, it'll Sean, no, it'll match. It'll match whatever is the, whatever it does the input. Okay. It'll match it. Yeah. Well, Sean, yeah. this is the thing that when we did the interview that you didn't bring up that you brought up when I went to pick it up from you, you told me that when you first got everything hooked up, you had all kind of crazy noise. Oh, goodness, so tell me yeah. about what, what happened there. Yeah, and and honestly, um, I 
I've done this long enough to know that it's not going to be every time, any, every time you have a big project, something's going to have noise or it's just not going to sound right. Something every single time. And sure enough, um, fire the thing up for the first day. I'm like, all right, well, here we go. What's, what's going to be the problem. <laughs> and, uh, there was some, there was some whining and there's, there's no charging system here. There's no alternators. So I'm like, well, this is interesting. So started, you know, troubleshooting, bypassing, and you know, come to find out that the PA one, you know, that's a what, well over 30. So yeah, that's that, from that the, it's some, from the late eighties. Yeah. Late. So even old, that, that's the uh, oldest piece of equipment on that. Right. Yeah. Right. It and the power 300 are pretty close though. Cause that, that, uh, power 300 is probably 88 ish. Sure. So, you know, it could be any one of those pieces, um, you know, come to find out potentiometers on the, the gains were spanked on everything. And, um, you know, so, you know, it, it, after a little bit, a couple hours of troubleshooting, kind of narrative. Did you guys hear the audio? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, I thought sorry. I did. So that was a pick. And for some reason, again, this stuff, the, the, did you have a, was there a question that popped up? Oh, he was saying do it bump though. <laughs> it, it bumped though, but I tell you the funnest part about this, and I've, I've had, you know, I was trying to be kind of careful with releasing cause I didn't want people to video it and all that stuff and show it off, right. which at this point, I don't know what, it doesn't really make a difference. I was trying to be careful with, you know, making it hype it up and all that stuff. And it turned out that it, it didn't quite meet my, um, how do you even say that? Cause I don't want to make, I don't want to sound bad about this, but the, uh, the expectations I had, I'm obviously, and people have already commented here to can tell I'm enthusiastic about it. Cause I'm super excited about it. And I wouldn't care if, if really 10 people watched the video to me, it's just like, I got this, this is the coolest thing. Sean built it for me. And, uh, I just thought that a lot more people would, would like it. Right. I thought it would be something that's so unique that um that people would like it and they would share it and everything we haven't gotten a huge you know number of views yet but it, again it doesn't matter but my expectations of it were higher than um than what we've seen thus far but it's not halloween yet you know there's still a few more days left so maybe it'll pop up and people will see it and share it and think it's as cool as i do and if they don't then that's fine like i said i've, I've got it so um seeing <laughs> what i have here so again, here's the cutouts. You can see uh, see the the fitting of the subwoofer. You can also see the spectrum analyzer and the other speakers there on the you top. You can see how the front trim panel is actually two pieces there at that point in time. Right. Yep. Right below the spectrum analyzer is split there. And and for those who didn't who don't know the the hinge that's needed for something this large is is what you use on a piano, right? That's what or I was going to ask. Is a piano hinge? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty heavy duty. Well, chiseling there. Talk about the, a little bit about this. Um, what did you, what do you call the stuff on the inside? You called it flock. Yeah, suede flock. Yep. It, you basically, um, it's a, it's a really fine fiber, uh, whatever color you choose, and um, it. You used to be able to buy it. Well, you you can still buy it with um, an adhesive that you basically paint on. Okay. Right. You, so you paint paint on an adhesive that's the same color as the actual flock that you and now uh, there's little tools that you, there's, there's different ways of applying it but there are different tools that, uh, essentially force the fibers onto the the adhesive that you just painted painted okay 
Um, I found over time that you could actually just use like a good quality oil-based paint. It's cheaper and it does the same exact thing. Uh, but this is definitely, I said this before, but this is definitely the biggest piece I ever had flocked. I mean, that's, that's a lot of surface area there. So that was, it is. that was interesting. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to yeah. tell by the picture. So drop the knob. And so it's interesting. He, there was one component that we were trying to fit in the Rockford OEQ one, which matched this time frame. And if those who remember what the OEQ one is, it was, uh, oh, the size of it by four inches or so. Uh, designed to go in your trunk and it had all tiny potentiometers on there and it gave you 10 bands of equalization per channel and we were trying to fit that in but I had a gold shroud OEQ one but I didn't have a chrome shrouded one so I even put out something on Facebook saying hey does anybody have a chrome shroud you know or whatever and I just didn't get any feedback uh, about getting one of those so we just we just decided to pull that uh, out it would have been cool to add that layer of adjustments because I can tell you this thing sounds good and there's there's the three bands of EQ on the PA1 which do help depending on what track you're listening to because it does give you some flexibility. But having more bands would have been would have been pretty cool. But it just didn't fit in, unfortunately. We couldn't get the chrome one. And we couldn't yeah, make the, everything else gold. So it was just the a, other thing to keep in mind too, with using all of this old school gear, you're you're always running the risk of having problems with it, right? Right. So it's like you're you're all like, yeah, it would be cool to add something, but but you're you're raising your chances of, you know, yeah. So it's like how much yeah, of the headache. We're do already you want we're already playing it? roulette, right? right. With with right. the pro with the products we're using. And and speaking right. of that, the head unit um, the CD mechanism is kind of wonky a little bit. So yeah. that was one thing we, that, that we ran into, but then we're like, well, you know, we're using the, the auxiliary end, we're using the Bluetooth. It's not a huge deal. Um, but again, that head unit is still what, almost 20 years old. A Bluetooth urn. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, here, here, here's the hidden wiring, which is, here's I'm showing the uh, 14 gauge going up to the, <laughs> absolutely required 14 gauge <laughs> yeah. that's right need how, how much power do you need yes <laughs> yes <laughs> that much <laughs> well and and so the other thing and i talked about this uh in the video but you know the original rock and coffin was i think it was a little taller i think they said it was like seven feet tall when i read the article again and it was a little bit wider so they said that people could actually get inside that thing and close it but what we thought about for this one was having it so uh, you could close it up and it had the grill cloth and, and protective stuff on the front so that it would actually play through. So this is the part where when you show it off to people, keep it closed, kind of be jamming the, the song and then say, go grab your hand on the side and open it up. And then that's when you just see their eyes just, you know, light up. And, and that's the thing Sean had me do too. So I'm doing it to everybody that sees it now. You have to open it up. It, do you, did you make the hinges creaky on purpose? That would have been a good effect. <laughs> yeah, no. They do those all on their own. <laughs> yeah, they, they do They do creak a little bit. A little bit, yeah. yeah. It kind of fits yeah. in. Yeah. Wait, have you had any ideas like you can like kind of build on? So every year at Halloween, you can have like a different piece. to Like you could have a tombstone, uh, for instance. I mean, I don't know. 
I guess you wouldn't want audio in every single one of them, but I, you know, I mentioned it in the video. I, I just think it'll be cool to see what other people do too. Um, I've got yeah. plenty of other ideas of, of things to do, but you know, only so much space to put things like, um, but yeah, I mean like separate, you know, smaller versions that have the mids and highs and then have a big one with just big subs in it. I mean, there's all kind of different things. You yeah. Yeah, routed out for the wire. Yeah, and 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 again, uh, I asked Sean to show off the wiring um, too, because that was part of the the wow factor that I wanted was so that people could see the wiring, you know, in the back. Trying to scroll yeah, through. We here definitely again. wanted to pay pay homage. Homage. They say that right to the yes. original. Yeah. You know, to the originals. And so now that you brought that up, I'll go ahead and talk about it a little bit. So Steve Collada, the guy who um, own creative car stereo back in the nineties. They are now creative systems incorporated. They are home audio exclusively. So when I found out that Steve Collada is still around, he's the president of systems incorporated. So I, I did my best to reach out to Steve and I did, and I got replies from him a couple of times, but I think I was kind of like the little kid who was, uh, tugging at somebody's shirt tail saying hey can you can you can we can we can we go here can we do this you know i could feel that the resistance to the fact that yeah kid this is cool we did it 30 years ago but i've moved <laughs> on to bigger and better things yeah. so i, I don't want to say that in any negative fashion at all because i understand you know that people move on and some of us are still stuck back in the old school in some ways like this but i was really hoping to get him to interview him to talk about the original you know, and, and what he thought about the one we did and just, you know, maybe talk about some of the things, what happened with it and stuff like that. But unfortunately we didn't, we weren't able, I wasn't able to get him to do that. So it's all good, but I just want to let you guys know, I tried, I tried pretty hard too, cause Sean was copied in on some of the messages. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so I just, I just think that, you know, I even offered monetary incentives, but, uh, didn't get anywhere. If you had thought of this, in a different way. I mean, this could definitely be home audio centric. You could have had two of these. Yeah. Right. With, with the sub and you have basically a left and a right channel. <clears throat> you could have the, three of them. You, the middle right. piece would have all your source and your amp and right. You know, all the EQ equalizer, whatever. And yeah. Speaker left, speaker, right. Subwoofer. Hey, hey we'll just take this thing to the nines. Hey, <laughs> got the whole thing. Right. Caskets all over the place. Should've, the casket of tubes. Sean, Sean, we should have had those banana plugs, man, on the outside so wow. I could have daisy chained them. And then obviously, <laughs> like the satellite speakers would have to be the urns, like he does said. So, yep. 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 Definitely. Oh, so this is the other thing that I didn't really show off in the video and I actually got video of it, but I just didn't fit it in. So the trim panels on the back, um, when Sean did these and did the Plexi or Alexan, whatever you want to call it, on the back, these uh these panels fit in with with like the speaker uh grill what do you call them inserts magnets no, oh, no, these no, aren't, it's not magnets on the back it's, it's yeah. the ones that yeah. push in yeah have little... these are the grill snaps right grill snaps here i'll show so they can get a bit <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought i did rob got him but uh i can't I, I but keep the front scrolling. door the front door uh is held with with magnets. yes yeah. And I didn't, I didn't talk about that either, but yeah. 
So he's got a notch, stick your hand in. It's held by the magnets, but yeah, you just pull it and it comes right out. People people stick their hand there like, can I pull this? Like, yeah. Um, yes, you can use it like a jukebox. And that's kind of the way I plan on setting it up for Halloween is to have it set up like a jukebox. What, what's the plan after Halloween? Where's this, <laughs> is it going in the house? Is it? You know, you are probably the the hundredth person that's asking that. <laughs> Sean was the first. There is no plan. <laughs> Sean asked me first. He's like, dude, what are you going to do with this thing? Mm. I'm like, I don't know, man. I hadn't thought of that yet. <laughs> For me, it was more, it was more the experience of, of having it, you know, having this thing and sharing it with everybody and showing it yeah. off than it is the fact that, Hey, I've got this now. What am I going to do with it? So I don't know yet. That's the answer. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's super cool. I mean, listen, I'm glad that you did it because like, I'm so space limited. I would never even <laughs> consider doing it. Cause I just wouldn't have nowhere to put it, you know? Yeah. So the standoffs here on the back, I was looking for the other picture. Sean had to fit a lot of different components under back because the, the spectrum analyzer came with this huge power supply, right, Sean? Oh, it didn't come with it actually. I, oh, yeah, you had actually, to buy it separate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it runs off a of five volt. So obviously, with being a twelve volt system, we had to step that down. So the the heat sink you see there is a pretty good size five volt regulator. And it wow. was like a, what five amps at five volts or something like that. Yeah, the the board right on it says six amps. So I'm surprised that it pulls that much current. But I know it is because I mean, how much does safe. LEDs pull? Right. Right. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking. Yeah, I, I told my wife I'm going to you know, put it in the corner of the bedroom. So we'll see how that works out. Well, there's uh, just a chair sitting there now that doesn't do anything but accumulates clothes. So who cares? I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to wake up to a coffin in the room. Oh, come on, man. Uh, yeah. So what, one of my favorite little pieces that is will probably co always go under is I explained this to you, Derek, was the that's something. So if I didn't do that black plexi there, you would have seen the the metal uh, mounting bracket for the. So that actually took some a pretty significant time right there, just just to hide the the mounting flange for the amplifier. As minty as the um, the shroud was, it um, the mounting feet on all these things are you know it's like the weak point of them, and whenever screws go through them, they kind of distort a little bit. So. Mm -hmm. Yes, they are Boston Acoustics 5.4s. Do you got any video? So, so yes, check, I do. Check it. Let's see that. Let's see that spectrum analyzer. Let's it, see that. Yeah. So what? Just before you change real quick, uh, you, you notice the fan. So there is active cooling. We don't believe the original had. Right. So and that was the point of doing the Rockford logo up top was to have the air induction. And what you what you call that? What would you call that on your video, Derek? What the squirrel cage fan? The squirrel cage fan. Squirrel cage fan. Yeah. <laughs> never once heard that. In my life. You never heard that. You never, never heard once. of that, Tiffany? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Debbie uh, Gibson's upset that you haven't heard of that. Yeah. We always call All them right. crossflow fans. Same thing. Yep. Sure. <laughs> so the the one I might as well just show. Well. I can show it here too, but the one that I showed in the video is the one I like the most because I've got some clips here, but I don't know this computer is going to play them because it's 4K. The other thing that's really difficult is to capture the um, the spectrum analyzer on video. Like I tried 60 frames a second. I tried 
24, I tried 30. Yeah. And all of them, like right now, you guys are probably noticing you're missing some of the display. Right. It's because mm-hmm. the scroll and the refresh rate on this screen is some weird, like 40 or 50 hertz or something. So it's not, um, it's not did you strong. Try, did you, did you try like 120 and rendering it back down to a different? No, I didn't. No, I didn't That's try 120, but it seemed like it was, it was smoother at, at 30 hertz than it was at 60. Right. But yeah, you can you can see the the cool thing about the the ring around the the sub is it makes it like a Sorum Vega sub almost. <laughs> and this is this is choppy playing. There you can see the um, yeah, the like PA one also has its little spectrum analyzer. And I, for some reason, I thought this had two. It had one for each channel, but that's probably the next version that did that or something. It was one of them I thought had two. But uh, th- this is uh, for those who are super geeks of Rockford Fosgate. Uh, recognize that the knobs here are the same knobs that they use bass and treble controls. So that that was what was always so neat to me about these these head units. So the way it's set up right now is the eighty two fifty has uh, front and rear. I think yeah, it just has front and rear. It doesn't have three mm-hmm. outputs, right? So we have um, the front going in here to the PA1. The rear is going straight into the spectrum analyzer, right, Sean? That's right. Yeah. yeah. So then going from the front inputs or outputs of the 8250 in here, then the output of the PA1 is going into the Rockford uh, 300 and just using two channels instead of four coming out into the, the Rockford so it does still have the three different um, equalization. You got the bass, the mids, and the the highs. So you do have some adjustment here for the um, for the sound. And yeah. the head unit does switch between it's really orange, I guess amber is what's called, and the green. So um, it just didn't match the red. So we just, it looks like uh, Frankenstein, and then the rest but- of it looks like. Uh, on this kind of equalizer you can't really tell it, but that's definitely a v pattern on there of course definitely you know, you know that's how i turn it <laughs> you got i mean you got to you gotta crank it crank it into the v's yeah. nobody want nobody wants those uh frequencies. Yeah. either the v or the smiley face <laughs> right <laughs> yeah and i didn't notice this until i got back from sean because i thought this thing was like minty but the volume right above right below the um right below where the volume knob is on the PA one, it is the silk screening is worn away a little bit. You can I see, see that. that. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't I had these things stored away. I probably had this PA one for ten or twelve years. So I'm glad So, it, so the three hundred, did you get that um shroud from Schultz? Did Schultz redo that or is that No, original? no. I uh, let me see if I can find the picture because I've got the picture of the three amps. Uh, I've got a 650, a 1000 and a 300 that were all Chrome and I got them all from the same guy back probably 2012 or something, but no, I didn't get them from Schultz and they weren't done by him. In fact, if you, but if you look close at the amp, you can tell it's hard to tell. Um, this is not like the perfect logo here. See how the W looks like an M. Yeah. <laughs> so this uh this was done by somebody i don't think this was the original uh that came from perfect interface i think somebody right. did this but it was done a long time ago is all i know 
And, and when you look at it, you can't really tell. You have to kind of zoom up like I just did and give that away. Is it self-screening or is it? No, no, it's not. It's actually like, like it's um, a decal. raised decal. Oh, like, yeah. like my wife could, my wife could probably fix that for you. She's got a cricket. With, cricket. Up. Yeah. We could probably <laughs> cricket, cricket that mug. Yep. And there's the back of the HX2. You can see the custom. And and the, he had the basket. It looks like it's like a polished aluminum, but this was actually chrome-plated, right, Sean? Yeah, well, it was supposed to be chrome-plated. <laughs> um, you know, I thought it was going to turn out we had to make do with what we got. <laughs> yeah, no, it, 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 it still looks really So cool. it's not, it's not uh, it is a chrome powder coat. That's why it's not quite uh, so vibrant. Yeah, so did you have to do a custom sticker on the back for that then? Yeah, so, so you kind of got a mix of the Rockford logos. So you have a little bit of new, a little yeah. bit of old, like right. the Dracula and the... Yeah. And I hope somebody notices that freaking backdrop that I bought. Because I think that backdrop is like super yeah, that's cool. cool. I like it. But not only did I buy a backdrop, as you guys can probably imagine, even with that thing being, uh, what was it, 8 feet tall by 10 feet wide... Can you imagine trying to take a um, landscape video of something that's this tall? What do you think is going to happen? That 10-foot wide is not wide enough. Right, right. So I had to buy two different solid black drapes that went down from the edge you see, like, right here. So that's a drape going this way, back about 10 feet. And on the other side, it's the same thing. So I did that so it, it totally encompassed this into this, you know, kind of graveyard theme yeah i thought that was cool i mean it was yeah. worth it, it was worth it uh, to get that shot i mean because yeah. when you show it with a regular backdrop it's not as it doesn't pop as much right, right right and and with all the the leds on it it glows of course you can see the clamp down there at the bottom if you look close but um with all the leds it actually shines onto the the backdrop and it looks really cool too i um i sacrificed my whole uh, OSS labs here for like two weeks, getting all this stuff set up and <laughs> doing all this. So I put a lot of work into this after what the, a lot of work that Sean had done. So, uh, you guys share that video and, and send it to your mama and your grandmama and your friends and stuff. And <laughs> tell them to thumbs up it. Cause the thumbs up, the likes on it are like higher than any video I've ever had. Almost a hundred percent. It's like 99.1. Wow. But the views themselves are just you know, YouTube has kind of given me the shaft over the past few months and just stopped uh, sharing my stuff as much as they used to. So I need y'all to help me out, help a brother out. We, we need to get this thing commissioned in like some, you know, that's how you, that's how you can get your money back out of it. Well, I've got, like, I've got a local cardio shop that's already asked about it. So I have to, I have to figure out my rate model. Right. So here, there's the original. Of course, you guys may have seen this because I posted it on, on Facebook asking about that amp because it drove me crazy i went what it looks right. like an alpine but i could not find one that had three stripes on it and all that stuff and anyway we had the experts figure out that that's a 3520 which is a 120 watt mono amp from alpine that was made between like 87 and 88 so they they had that gold plated the interesting thing is in the article they call that a 3545 now we all know what the thirty-five forty-five is. That's the big Alpine, the three hundred fifty watt per channel yeah. big one. Yeah. That is not a three hundred fifty watt per channel amp right, right. there. <laughs> yeah, but um, and yeah. The, like if you look at them closely, there is like the the same red, you know, on the inside looks the same. The wiring looks similar. The sub, 
the port. It's it's got yes. it's like it's pretty. So the big difference, and again, this is another thing we talked about about the project. You know, do we go because punch forty five, punch one fifty has always been kind of the de facto for old school about how to do a system before the DSM stuff came out. So like the early nineties. Right. So that was that was one thing I was thinking. Punch forty five for the mids and highs. Punch one fifty for the sub. And I don't know. I'm still I'm still torn. I like this the the three hundred as being the single amp, but I I would you know it would have been equally as cool to do the one fifty and the forty five. How long did it take Sean to build it? A couple months, two months, couple months. ish. Yep. So this when you when you uh pass away whenever that may be this definitely got to be at the funeral right that of course because i'm <laughs> uh, i've already told my wife that i, I don't you know uh I, i'm i'm gonna be burnt up anyway so i don't i don't care yeah. about being put into a casket so but yeah they definitely have to play it play like yeah and then you know what i would do i would do like bone. recording uh you know just just be like hey guess what i faked my <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Okay, so and this is one of the things we kind of skipped over is the um, the Bluetooth module, and I got totally suckered in by this uh, RS company, which had ads all over Facebook and and Amazon, everything else. This high end Bluetooth five point whatever. Granted, it connects every time. It sounds great. I don't have any problem with it. I just you know I never really heard about it. I'm not into the marketing uh, gig thing. But it, you can see it's got a digital output too, but we don't have digital input in the head unit. But um, it works fine. And again, it's a design for one. Is it designed for 110, Sean, or did it have like a USB connector on it for yeah, powering US, it? Right, USB okay. C or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So we had to step that down as the Spectrum Analyzer. Like that's, that's that regulator for it right there on top. Yeah, the RS is uh, 119. It's uh, it's linked in the video. If you go to tombofboom.com, I forwarded that to my video to make it super easy for you guys. Just go to tombofboom.com, and it takes you right to the YouTube video. Tell your mama, tell your grandmama, tell all your friends, and they just go straight to the video, and they can watch it, and they can enjoy it, and they can click like, and they can buy the stuff straight from uh, from from the video description, and then everybody's happy. I'm just saying. I'm not trying to sell myself, not trying to sell Sean, not trying to sell Scott, not trying to sell Basetronics, but there's a lot of work that went into this, people. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, I think you forgot to factor in that not that many people are Halloween people. What's up with that? I know. I think it's a small, like, I'm I'm kind of that way. Like, I won't go, I'm not going to dress up or do anything. Like, I like Halloween, but I'm not doing anything extra. Like, I'll hand out the candy, we'll chill out, play some spooky. Well, yeah, see, here, here's the my thing. My wife is all about Halloween. She, she is. She loved this thing. <laughs> well, see, here, here's the other thing. It's like I tell people about making a really good Christmas song or a really good whatever your favorite holiday song is, right? Guess yeah. what? That happens every year. So if this doesn't get caught on to this year and people don't see it, guess what? There's a Halloween next year. There's a Halloween the year after. So. This kind of lives, right? It, if people find it next Halloween and you know it gets shared more, then that's cool too. So that's my my, my whole thing about it is it's sure it's it's a one day deal. Maybe it's not the biggest holiday um, 
maybe some people aren't as passionate about it, but I am, and I think the project was super cool, and it turned out awesome. Hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed showing it. Oh, I think everybody did. Everybody, you know, who watched it, and yeah, man. Just, just your, I mean, you, this is literally, since I've known you, the most enthusiastic you've ever been about <laughs> yeah, I mean, a, look, a project at all. Look at that guy on the right. Of the I know. There. <laughs> it, it is. And, and even, it's funny because Rob said, dude, I haven't heard you complain about work in right. you know, like a month. He's like, it's not like you because I'm usually complaining about my day job. And uh, so, yeah, it's, he's right. It's, it, you know. It's hard to explain the the interest in, you know, when I first saw this and thought about all the different things you could do to make it the way that you wanted to make it and use the components you wanted to use and kind of show things off. So it to, for me, it's it's one of those things when you see as a kid, like you see a Corvette, like, oh, man, one day I want a Corvette or whatever it is. For me, it was this. Like I wanted every year I was like, I need to do this. I need to start it. But getting in the YouTube cycle, as Rob knows and everybody else who makes videos knows, you don't really have, if unless you do YouTube full-time, you don't have the time to invest in side projects like this, um, you know, without uh, without really sacrificing er- everything else. So that's why I right. decided to bring on Sean. Well, there I you go. 20 years from now, enthusiasts may be uh, recreating it. Yeah, with tar amps. Yeah, maybe. base base 3k's those will what? be old school by then well are they gonna work <laughs> that i don't know those those plastic potentiometers probably not but I, I will say this though you know versus the old one the old one is cool and it was the original idea but this in my opinion surpasses it in every single way it's on theme more you have more of the same you know you you're completely rockford it's not just a random assortment of stuff besides the boston acoustic which you wanted in there specifically uh but yeah i think it like the theme's better the execution's better i just i think everything's better about it than the first and that's why we love rob (laughs) yep (laughs) but yeah it's it's cool like and it depends on what light you get it in, where the red looks better. Like right now, it looks kind of orange. There you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, it looks yeah. better there, definitely. Right, and that's that's because in this one, in order to do the video, I had to have the high. lights on, and with this one, I could. Who who's that fool in the mask right there with the? Hey, how much did that vest cost? So <laughs> you're looking at you're looking at like a hundred bucks worth of costume right there. So okay, yeah. Affiliate links for the win. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> oh, and all the backdrops and all that stuff. Yeah, that was quite a bit too, but I, I don't care. I mean, it was, no, it was literally, it. I did it because I wanted to, and it's not, it's not about, um, you know, yeah. making anything back. It, it, you're always taking a chance when you do things. Um, like I said, I was super happy with it and, and passionate about it. Still am, always will be. And if right. it doesn't hit other people the same way, it doesn't show, you know, people don't show as much interest in it, then that's okay. It might, they might hit it next year. Well, of course. I mean, you've literally up to this point had over a month of happiness out of it so far. So <laughs> whether you got one view off it or not, like it's totally been. <laughs> there you go. See, and Eddie, Eddie, yeah, I said, cool. man, cat. but yeah, that, that's what I mentioned in the video. I'm like, I, I think this will be so neat 
for people every year to whatever your budget is. Like if you, if you don't have a big budget, you just want to make a small one. If you want to make some bookshelf speakers that look kind of like a coffin, I think that would be really cool. But I just, you know, I just think it's like a kind of a cool theme of something that, that DIYers can do every year who have some time right, and make their own version of whatever. So, I, yeah, I think I've been through all the pictures several times, but I don't know if anybody else had any. Yeah, any... put your questions up. In the meantime, like, Sean, what's going on, man? The amp repair, you, you still booked up? To... Yeah, man, I, I, as far as the amp repair thing goes, I've kind of, and it's not that I really want to, it's just like I have to. Um, right. I have some, you know, between Derek's probably still, ta- still tackling the stack for Brad. Um, <laughs> but it's like, I'm getting to this, like, I'll, like I have projects that I personally, yeah. and it's really, I, I'm not at that point yet. Cause I'm still trying to get caught up, but I don't know how much I really want to put this out on public, but like, I guess I'll just say it like a, some point in the near future, I'd like to actually start. And I'm not saying that, that I'm going to mass produce it right. or anything like that but i and i'm kind of getting I'm, I'm confident now that's something i'd like to do in the near future there's a couple of big you know a couple of installs i'd like one for my wife one from you know in addition to some regular you know regular work so just like i i, I have to i have to put things on hold or else it's never going to get done you know right because so. i mean me and derek need those amps so whatever you gotta do to make that happen <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, it, the the challenge is, and like I've I've tried to create a list, you know, of techs that 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 will do things like do repairs. It's just, I think that there's so much demand for it that a lot of people just get overwhelmed because they have like they'll put out, yeah, they'll put sure. out a thing that says, "Hey, I'm repairing amps," and all of a sudden they've got forty. Yeah, and you start you start thinking backwards from 40 amps you're like wow each one's gonna take me two or three days and you know i got other things to do and blah 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 blah. and it's like wow i've already got a whole year booked out Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah well listen listen i get two weeks off for christmas sean i fly out there i'll I'll be your understudy and we'll knock some of the projects out (laughs) all right sounds good you're gonna have to check literally everything i touch (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Rob, Rob Solder's probably about like me. So, oh, dude, I, I'm terrible at soldering. We, we stick with the wood cutting and shaping. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. I saw uh, he's uh, he's picking on my cape, man. What's up with that? <laughs> it's got a gold chain. That's, That's 24 k You know, and see, I, I was about to go all out. I was about to get my Flavor Flav big old fat gold chain too and go along with it. And I'm like, yeah. dude, I have gone far enough. <laughs> I don't know that I should bring that to you. you. I mean, to be fair, you do seem like, like a hip-hop Dracula. Mm-hmm. So you're like the Dracula from, I can't remember the, it was Eddie Murphy where he was Dracula. Uh, Do you remember which one of the, where he's no 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 Chris Rock's in it where he's a ghoul, and his ears stuff starts falling off. Uh, Vampire they, Brooklyn. Vampire. Oh, Brooklyn. Babe, oh okay. I've seen that one. I, have to I don't it? think I've seen. I've seen. Yeah, I've heard about it, but I haven't seen it. Right. He's like, here we go. I see. Do you know <laughs> here, man? I, I'm dressed up as my favorite amp repair tech. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go. Rod's Monolithic man. said it. <laughs> Hip hop, like a. 
well, I mean, overall, you know, it was it was a very interesting thing. I tried to give Sean enough time because I brought it up like in the summer. I'm like, look, dude, I want to do this and go ahead and talk about it. Let's go ahead and get it started. Or do you want to? Because he had, you just finished what you finished Brad's build what a few months before. Yeah, and I think you were still recuperating from all the work that you spent with that. Right, trying to get caught up. And, uh, but yeah, you, you reached out early enough, but right away, but I knew we'd be able to get done for, yeah, we needed you to have a GoPro so you could act like they do on all those shows and be like, Oh, I've only got 12 hours left and I can get yeah, this done. Right. Right. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, El Fuego. Thank you. 12 days of Christmas live streaming. Are you doing that again this year, Rob? Yeah, man. El Fuego's hold me to it. I guess it's a year. Let's Hardcore. See. I'm going to do six of them from Sean's house in the garage. We're going to be working. On that. <laughs> We're going to rebuild that cord. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> um, Matt, it's, if it's not the longest one, it's definitely close to the longest one. Um, when I drop all of my videos and photos into the folder, for most videos that I do, I have somewhere between 150 and 250 items in the folder between pictures. With this one, I had 450-ish to go through. So just selecting what to do and trying to produce the video in a way where it wasn't going to take 30 minutes or more to go through because... I hated not to go super in-depth because of all the work Sean put into it because I wanted to show that, but then I'm thinking on the other side, I'm like, well, people just want to see this thing, the teaser in the beginning, you know, where it opened up the door and kind of show you what it looks like and then talk about the history and then talk a little bit about the build, but we didn't get super in-depth. I was hoping it was enough to, um, you know, keep people's interest enough to want to watch the video. So it's really delicate when you're trying to decide how you're going to do your video how far you're going to go, how deep you're going to go, how long the video is going to be. So, um, you know, it's, it's just the decision with that, but still, as far as editing time yet, it, it took me, uh, probably 30 hours worth of, of editing to, to get it done. So it took a while. I think you should still do the extended cut just on, on, on the main channel. I would love to, but I still need to do Sean's other one of Brad's build because i've got all the pictures and all the information of that too and that one is i mean this is next level that one's like even a higher next level that shows all the work that went into the build for uh, brad's type r so i thought about it too and about maybe just doing like a slideshow version kind of stepping through you know each of the segments to get to it but um yeah, because we we did an interview, I think, with that one too, didn't we, Sean? Yeah, we did an interview. I've yeah. got all that stuff already. Yeah. So, SJC, thank you. Appreciate, Appreciate that. Ginava, yes, thank you uh-huh. as well. You guys are rocking it tonight. Appreciate it. So yeah, we we appreciate you guys, and and obviously this is fun. This is a Halloween thing, you know. It's uh, for me, it was a lot of fun. I hope hope my enthusiasms can come through and. Hope you guys, you know, have something you're enthusiastic about and, and something that uh, that gets your, gets your blood boiling and gets you excited about audio, whether it's car audio, home audio, whatever. And, you know, just, just reach for the things you want to do because 
it's important, right? We all have to have goals and we have to have things we want to do. I'm just, I'm just still blown away with this. And I, I can't wait till Halloween to start showing it off. And I was trying to get like some kids or some parents or something to come over early and kind of do it and capture it for the video. Cause I think that adds to the experience, but yeah. I just couldn't fit it in. So yeah, maybe a live stream. Some. Uh, yeah. Are you going to, so, are you going to put it out on Halloween night? Is that the objective? Yeah. I just, you know, the original one had a uh, grill covers over the speaker. So I'm a little concerned that kids are going to go up and try to push on the speakers and stuff. So, um, if I do put it out, I'm probably going to like, like, um, block it off. So people can't get within a couple of feet up because you really need to see the back though, too, because people are, they're, they're blown away when you open it up and see the front and see the the Uh, LEDs. But then when you walk around to the back, what's that? One more piece. I've got one over here. The little turnstile, the electric ones. I've got one, but I don't know that it'll do 250 pounds. Well, you can buy them that'll do up to 350. Oh. They're, they're 100 bucks, though. I mean, it's 100 or something bucks, but. Well, I'll just add it to the build budget of this <laughs> right, thing. I mean, listen, Why listen, not? What's another 150 bucks? You're, you're already this far in. I mean, might as well. Well, I, I did buy the lazy, the 250 pound Lazy Susan, but it's right. not, it's not a. Well, here's the other problem with that one, Rob, is it would have to be the battery or whatever the power supply would have to also be on the part of the turntable so it could spin with it or it would be like a brake cable on a bicycle it'll get tangled up right yeah you gotta put the head yeah put the gyro on it so it can keep spinning there you go those who know bmx know what that means all right velvet ropes around it yep if you guys have anything else what you got coming up anything um i got some amps i'm backed up um oh yeah so the I started I uh, tease a little bit about the lithium build the LTO cells. Oh yeah! I just got me a a fancy new Rubbermaid cart that Rob approves of because they use it at his work. Heavy duty uh, Rubbermaid cart that I'm going to use to put the LTO cells on. I've got eight banks of six, so I've got 320 amp hours of LTO. I've got four. 100 amp power supplies, which I don't think I'm going to need them with that much LTO. Right. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm about ready to test some big amps. Kind of big. I don't want to say big because y'all say, well, I'm test a 30K. You know, I need a 30K. <laughs> <laughs> much bigger than I typically test. What about you, cool. Rob? What you got? I, so I'm testing a big, a physically big amp. Oh, yeah. MBS. This one will come out Sunday. This is a Class AB new amp, 20 inches. Oh, she's a monster. So uh, that's coming out Sunday. I've got some footage coming out from the last two weekends, been to car audio shows. So I'm going to do a midweek, like Wake the Dead. Then I've got so much SQ footage. uh, I'm going to have to break that up. I'm going to have to do two or three videos. So those will be midweek videos. And karma. You have good karma, though. Not like bad karma. Focus. Yeah, Let's so focus. Car- karma audio. That'll be that'll be do something on that. I've got dude, I've got subs here. I mean these crazy speakers here. Nice, nice Canon. Thank you for the berserk. focus. Berserk. We're we're uh, going berserk are, trying to watch that thing focus. Are you are you audio mind? <laughs> that is that's the best. Audio mind. At at first glance, I, I thought it was English. 
But uh, <laughs> when, you, when you read it, you know, it's, it's a like, good okay. play on words. Right. Exactly. So, David, thank you, man. You rocked the house. Appreciate, Appreciate it, that. bro. Um, Bobby, the uh, Warhorse will not work with the dyno. I didn't, I didn't mention that in the videos before. But the way it has the positive and negative rails, the way it, it works, it will not work with the dyno. Too so, much switching distortion. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, even with like the clamp on the SPL meter? Well, the clamp on the SPL meter may work. With the power probe kit and all that? Which, what you'd have to do is you have to measure one side and you have to double it. I don't know right. if it'll work, but we can look into that. But I did have an idea of the warhorse on the quad box. Yeah. As long as I can confirm with Kip that they have some extra L7 Rs. Is that what they are? Yeah, L7 Rs. In case I blow right. a few of them out of the box, then wow. uh, I'll do that. But I thought that would be a super cool video. And you guys like to see super cool stuff. You don't like coffins or something for some reason. <laughs> well, I don't, hey, I don't right. people. There, here's a dirty little secret about that warhorse. They might actually sound worse than tear amps. Amps. Oh, yeah. I said it. I said it. I've heard them yeah. before. They, hey, but they were the first 10,000 watt amp out there. So, yeah, but was it really 10,000 or was it really 5,000? How can you test question, it? Right. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. kind of, there's a good argument that it's really a 5,000 mm-hmm. watt amp. Right. Times two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 5,000 watt one way and 5,000 watt the other way doesn't doesn't equal (laughs) 10,000. Sorry, it's two different waves. Hey, math, man. So, hey, but you got to give it a kicker. They tried and and they, you know, they do that sometimes. Sometimes it works out for the good. Sometimes it doesn't. But you you can't go through being safe with everything because then you're just boring. So I give them kudos for trying and They'll have stuff they'll knock out of the park. So, all right. I think we've exhausted all the goofy questions. Thank you, guys. We really do appreciate you guys joining us every week and hanging out with the chats and and engaging with us and all the other podcast shows, streams that happen during the week. We see a lot of the same people during you know in all of them. So you guys are really the um, you know you're you're the the audience and and the 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 heartbeat, I guess you would say of, of the industry. And, uh, we appreciate you guys seriously for hanging out and, uh, and keeping things interesting and sending it to all your friends. Subliminal. That wasn't even a subliminal. I heard somebody say something. It it was Dracula. Yeah. Tomorrow. Uh, inside Jack. Sweet. All right. Well, Sean, thanks again for joining. Thanks for your awesome, work yes and if i sell it one day and get 100k for it i'll give you i'll give you a cut okay all right so that's the price in case anybody wants to buy it just saying just throwing it out there 100k you can have it and that's just sound for what he's got into it now he's he's about to turn it out i will throw in the cape and the mask Uh, okay so and I, I may even, I may even uh, spread that out over equal monthly payments with no interest. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, appreciate it. Y'all have a Thanks, good guys. week. We'll talk to you See later. You. I love the long wait.